0: what is, what is growth? You know, we we want growth, but what does growth actually look like? What does growth mean? Is growth just a revenue number? Is it just, we want to be making X amount of money or is growth something else around? I want to be working a 20 hour week and I've grown my team to have a couple of people working for me.
1: It's Miranda Ivy here and welcome to episode 34 of Real Fabulous Marketing. Now, one of the reasons why I love running my business, being a marketing coach, and also sort of moving into this NLP coaching is that it means that I get to ask really interesting questions in order to get really great responses. So I woke up from a dream a couple of weeks ago and I thought, you know what? I would love to ask my former business partner, Angela Ponsford, some really interesting questions about being in a partnership, yeah, with me, Uh, but also how she's enjoying her job these days, what she's up to, and also some of her predictions for the coming year when it comes to marketing. This is a fabulous chat uh, with one of my favorite people, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's dive in. Angela Ponsford is the VP of Customer Success at Tier 11. She studied and worked as a forensic chemist in the UK before moving to Australia in 2004, where she became everything from a pizza chef to making smoothies at Boost Juice on Hastings Street in Noosa. In 2013, she started her own business, doing everything from virtual assistant work to social media management. Her love of polka dots saw her call her business... Dottie Media, and this was also the inspiration behind her roller derby name, Slingshot Polka Dot. Ange and I met playing roller derby for the Bay Rollers over 10 years ago, and together we ran Dottie Media from 2014 to 2017. I wanted to have Ange on today to talk about whether she thinks business partnerships are a good idea, and also how her life has changed since moving from running her own business to working for someone else. Welcome, Ange. Hello. Hi, great to have you. I mean you're just down the road essentially in the next town but
0: you
1: know this is a virtual world so we don't have to sit next to each other.
0: Totally, nice to chat. Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) So when you first started Dotty Media all those years ago what was your intention?
0: Very good question. Um, So I was kind of, I'd worked at an office in Byron They who had an e-commerce store, and I kind of got introduced to social media and stuff there, and I kind of enjoyed it, and I was quite good at it. And I was helping some friends with their businesses, or you know, people would come to me with questions. And then someone said to me one day, "You you should just charge for this, Ange." Like, why don't why don't you do this and charge for it? And I was like, "Huh, that's a good idea." And I was at home with twin baby girls at that time, and so wasn't going back to the workforce anytime soon. So um, yeah, I thought all right. So I started going into, you know, starting your own business and all that and started asking money for it. And then that's what happened. It was, it was very organic. It it wasn't a, I wish I could say uh, there was a, you know, 10 year plan of, you know, building this and getting to this stage, but absolutely not. It was completely organic growth is how no. it all came about. <laughs>
1: funny we kind of think that's what a business is meant to be like and then i'm gonna scale and i'm gonna do this step and then the next thing's gonna happen and i have this perfect plan (laughs) when in reality it's just like "Hmm, is this a
0: good idea (laughs) let's do it yes and i mean i I, look i I very much like that still um anybody that knows me i'm not the best long-term planner i'm a very much let's get this done come on Woo! yay um which has its pros and cons of course um but yeah I'm better at planning these days but back then definitely it wasn't a there wasn't a big plan around it and then I was turning 40 and I think that was I remember that being the impetus for me for me making it official that I had a business and that business was Dory Media so kind of just before the official incarnation of of Dory Media happened in 2013 because that's when I was turning 40 um I I was I had that in my head oh it'd be nice to get this done before I was 40 so that was a little bit of planning in it there
1: oh that's always a good reason to do something you know birthdays um and you mentioned there like oh I had to charge for it was that like did you struggle a bit you know in that transition from working from someone else and also obviously you'd had this career as a forensic chemist and doing all sorts of jobs and then having to like send out those invoices was that or did you love doing that
0: (laughs) I think you knew the answer to this one (laughs) I'm terrible at charging people I'm terrible at char. Well, and people. This is from other people um, saying this. Terrible at charging my worth, and I know you know we. I used to struggle with that all the time, and we, we probably we might get into that when we're talking about Dory. But um, yeah, I, like it's. I don't know. I guess it's. I think it's a part female thing. I think it's part, you know, seeing sales as being icky. I know it's something that so many female business owners struggle with, and definitely that's something I've struggled with in the past um, getting better absolutely but um, I think uh, you know I know we're going to talk about partnerships but I'd say that that's one of the reasons that I, I lo- loved a partnership or I think a partnership can be good when you have weaknesses in certain areas and really important areas like charging people um, it's good to have someone else that isn't quite so bad at it. <laughs>
1: love sending invoices yes Uh, it's uh yeah it's definitely come up a few times in this like in my podcast interviews Mm. it comes up all the time in the work that I do as well this sort of like oh god forbid I actually you know ask someone for you know and and even just that thing of calling it asking someone for money it's just like ah well no you're about to do some really awesome work or you've done some awesome work and would you do it for free hell no
0: no Absolutely. Yeah. And it is is—it is a mindset, you know, like I run through Denise Duffield Thomas's course, um, you know, like the money mindset. And yeah, it's 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 a thing. It's real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of that thing. I don't think because I think also we're taught like you work for someone else. You don't do this thing. So it would have been quite I mean, we're talking, you know, a number of years ago that you started this. Did, were you part of a community like did you just kind of start doing it yourself like what happened there
0: yeah um so when I finished I finished up at the the um office in Byron it was Alkaway hi Ian if you're listening um he's definitely
1: then, on the mailing list still
0: excellent cool um and then so I was still doing a little bit of work from him uh, for him at home while just before I gave birth to the to the girls and then you know, it was really working with him that I kind of, you know, started to see, you know, what there's things online that you can do? So I was taking some, dabbled in some courses. I did like an affiliate marketing course from Corbett Barr. And then I was um, like social social media, social media manager school by Andrea Val and Phyllis Kerr. That was, I, I think really the the first major course that really set me on the track to doing what I'm doing now. And so, you know, I've told like they're, they're great. Um, And that course was amazing. And that really gave me all the tools and knowledge. So, yeah, really just invested in myself, like invested money. I remember at the time that course, I think it was I think because I was in the first cohort, I think it was like 250 US dollars might have been, five, it was no more than 500, I think it was around 250, and that felt like a lot of money at that point in time, and I remember asking Cam, I was like, oh, I think I really want to do this course, and I just a lot of money, and did it, and, and then, you know, didn't look back, and, you know, I, I, like a lot of, you know, solo business owners, female entrepreneurs, um invested a lot of myself on, on training, um, and yeah, and then that was, yeah, learning from people who've done it already, learning from people who've, who are there who are living it and um, yeah investing in yourself to to make sure that you know what you're doing and you can get further
1: makes a big difference but then i mean huge that's a pretty big leap from there and then it was only a few months later and you and i were messaging each other messaging each other saying oh i think i'm going to do this b school thing with marie folio i mean that's like 2000 us
0: yes quite and um, i think you yeah that was crazy
1: I, th- I still think it's one of the best things I ever did in terms of like the community that was created, particularly in our area and that's where we, you know, like sort of were meeting up every week, having the conversations. I was saying that I was a bit disgruntled with uh, what I was doing working with other people and you kind of were like, hmm, do you want to work with me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. Doing B-School was, yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, definitely one of the the, the best Courses I've ever done, and particularly you know the local community that and the friends that we've made locally um, through that. I was actually just talking. I was on a client call earlier today with a, a, a female. Uh, the the client's a female entrepreneur in the coaching space, and you know it's just it's. I know that I know that community so well, just because and that's because of B school, um, you know, just coming through that and and yeah, it, it was great. Um, but yeah, just thinking at that point in time, I was just like a bit over working on my own having to do everything myself and you know having to do the things that i loved but then also having to do the things i didn't love so so much in the business and uh yeah when when you said you were signing up for b school as well i was like oh the wheel started turning in my head because i knew your background you know i knew you had like you know strong marketing background and pr i was like oh i reckon we might make a good team
1: Mm, And it's funny because I actually signed up for my macrame business, completely unaware that you had this intention for me, Ange. Yes, there you go. (laughs) But it was good. I think that's it. I think that's, to me, one of the best benefits of the partnership was really, yeah, not doing it on your own. Yeah. Um, How did you like what do you think some of the benefits of being in a partnership because I know like plenty of people still are people look for other people to work with because they don't want to do it on their own like what do you think some of the benefits are?
0: Mm, um, Definitely figuring out you know what the complementary skills were you know even I was just thinking about this earlier like when we used to do webinars you would always you would always handle like most of the setup Making sure that that was all done, and then I was, you know, kind of sorting out, like, uh, you know, kind of finishing slides, making sure things were looking pretty, making sure we were we were good to go. Um, so you know, just like those complementary skills, uh, when we were presenting. I mean, like, oh, gosh, I loved when we presented our workshops in person. Like, oh, they just were so fun, so they? fun. Uh, like you know, and I know we've talked about you know potentially doing some more, you know, doing some uh, at some point in the future, and yeah, there were just Fun, like, you know, we both of us kind of were really clear on what we needed to sort out, and we just really fed off of each other's differences and made it work.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think that's why a lot of people get into partnerships because they are getting along really well. Like, the same thing happened with my Macramo business. So it was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we brought different skills to the table. But, uh, like, do you think there's things that people should be aware of when they go into a partnership. Like yeah. maybe not the sort of the downside, but just like, I think I felt like I learned a lot as well. Like what would you say in terms of like sort of going in with your eyes wide open? Like it's not always going to be rosy.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think, and you know, I think we were really lucky because we're not assholes uh so when it finished you know we yes. could like it could have been it, you <laughs> know, <the> <laughs>
1: totally
0: it could have been awful because we didn't we we had we you know we'd been to the accountant and we'd had you know like we were officially a business but and we'd kind of talked about how it would be split up if if ever anything happened but we didn't have anything written down or anything legal did we um no. oh I think no. we
1: had to create something for to get it registered but it wasn't right. something yeah. that we probably we probably had just downloaded off the internet <laughs> that's <laughs> it yeah
0: totally um and so you know I, I I would say like and even so even though it was it worked out well for us you know we we came to an agreement as to how we would split it you know who, like getting the email list and whatever things like that and that was all fine I, I would say if I would advise people if they were going into a partnership sort that stuff out before you even agree to the partnership because sort it out when you're on good terms because it can go peak Tong very uh, peak Tong that's a British reference it can go very wrong Um oh, I
1: got it I it <laughs> no not had any cockney rhyming slang. There you go. He's
0: he's a he's a D he's a DJ yeah. on Radio One in the UK and Pete Tong. And it's like it's all gone pete tong. It's actually a movie called that but anyway I digress. It's a great movie. Um yeah, get all that legal stuff. I know it's boring, and it sounds it, it is boring, and it you think you're never going to need it because you you you're all mates and everything's great to begin with. But um, especially for you know you know the smaller smaller partnerships and smaller businesses, it's it's sensible still to do that and make sure that like if things do uh, do end acrimoniously, that you're you each know what you're going to get and you can walk away uh, without any regret and you know without feeling that you're hard done to.
1: Mm, I love that because I think yeah you think everything's going to be great you know I guess it's like marrying someone in, yes. some, in some ways you know. it's all going to be great sometimes things go wrong um what was I going to say I was going to ask you about like energies in the business like I know when we were working together obviously I went and had Uh, got pregnant, Mm. had a baby, um, which would have changed my energy. Like, do you have any, I don't know if it's advice, but like, to talk about that because I sometimes see people do have like these different energies in businesses if someone wants to go this way and then the other person's like pulling very hard mm. in another direction how do you think people can reconcile that
0: yeah that's that's a really good question I, don't, I kind of like forgotten that that whole happened as well that you'd have so f- during it and that absolutely did change things because you know we went from being both of us doing it to then it just being me almost again um certainly you know for a little while but i mean you weren't out for that long really to be honest like you you might yes yes you weren't as you of course you were a different person on the other side Hopefully we all know anybody that's had kids is like fundamentally changes you and your priorities shift and you have other priorities um but i don't recall you being that out for too long when you had SOV, but it was definitely different afterwards because mm. of course you had different Different things that you needed to deal with, and you know we had to kind of adjust. You know maybe the times that we were doing a webinar or or things like that. And yeah, I think it was like after after you yeah you'd had you'd had so that we were like then maybe things were like oh you know it's not the same or it's harder to get this done or not enjoying this as much. Um, And I think for me you know we've talked about this. You know it was like more like for me I was not I didn't want to be doing everything again. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, and I I guess that's a really good point that you bring up, like if you are going into partnership, like ask those questions beforehand, especially if you're thinking of it's going to be like, a, you know, depending on how long, you know, if you're going into someone with business and you're thinking, oh, you know, at least five years, I'm going to be in business with this person. You know, it it would be prudent, I guess, to kind of like sit down and have those hard conversations. Where do you see yourself in five years? See, see, there we go with this whole planning thing. That's probably why we never did it. (laughs)
1: we used to do our reviews well we did I used used to love
0: those and those those um reviews that we did they were great I I
1: still have them on the Evernote I don't know if you still got those yeah we'll do that we shared and I I love looking at them because I think we did do a lot of the things you know I think we definitely had that feeling of like gotta play catch up gotta play catch up a lot of the time which I you know going back I'm like oh I wish I could have just you know taken that away but um i think we did do a lot of things and i think you know i think it's such a good point you're saying like to to plan ahead for the things that eventuate and i think it's also something that anyone could do running their own business to say Mm. well yeah what do you want your life to look like in five years how much do you want to be working like is like going after these i don't know giant million dollar entrepreneurial dreams even though Denise Stafford thomas may tell you she does it in two hours a week, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that what you want to be doing? Like what does, like, and even as in a partnership, like what does success look like?
0: Yeah, that's really important. And like, this is a kind of a discussion that we have and we've been having even in like where I'm with Tier 11, where I'm working now, you know, like, what, is, what is growth? You know, we, we want growth, but what does growth actually look like? what does growth mean? Is growth just a revenue number? Is it just we want to be making X amount of money? Or is growth something else around? I want to yeah, be working a 20 hour week. And I've grown my team to have a couple of people working for me, you know, like, it's getting really clear on, I think a lot of these words get bandied about uh, in the especially not, you know, the kind of entrepreneurial community, but it's like, getting really clear on what that looks like for you. and for you as a partnership if that's where you are because it can be very very different
1: yeah and also like who's yeah who's doing what to get there
0: yes exactly
1: who's going to have those difficult conversations Mm, so now you work for tier 11 you've been doing that since 2016 you sort of were working like doing both for about a year or so yeah um and then we sort of I was you know if anyone wants to know the story I became pregnant again and then I said we went out I think we're actually having our end of year lunch and I was like I'm pregnant and you're like I don't want to run dotty on my own again and I was like cool and then we decided to um that I would take over certain aspects of the business and we'd get um the business structure and we would you know still be friends yes so now you work for someone else like how What different is it do you enjoy it more do you enjoy it less the same like what you know what's it like working for someone else and mm. I haven't done it for many yes. years.
0: yeah <laughs> I enjoy it like and I've realized that I, like I, I I do quite like working for someone else uh, and I know a lot of people don't a lot of people you know especially who've had their own business like that's that's what they want to do they want to be doing their own thing but like I, I really enjoy it and you know I've got a certain level well a lot of autonomy because it's it's remote uh that we're fully remote we always have been since 2016 you know i think when i started then there was less than 10 employees now there's near over 60 of us wow. uh, yeah that's and we're all growth, yeah right there yeah totally and we're all remote um all over the world i think that's like at least i think there's at least 10 time zones we cover um well i mean there's like four time zones in Australia that we cover so
1: <laughs> I think we might even be up to five right now I don't know yeah. Australia turns very strange right now yeah
0: well there's like me there's Danielle in the Sunshine Coast there's Josh in Adelaide and there's Whitney in Perth so yeah well you got
1: four but, you just the NT is also on its own time frame right now yes uh.
0: <laughs> so yeah so I think actually yeah it's maybe even 14 time zones we cover as a as a as a company um and So I do have a still have a fair level of autonomy, even though I'm working for someone else. But yeah, those things that I'm not, that don't, that aren't my zone of genius, those things that don't light me up, like sending out invoices and, and, and the, some of the, you know, the finance. I mean, I enjoy working with numbers, you know, that's my, that is my zone of genius, looking at numbers and picking out like what's happening identifying trends and numbers and then pick it figuring out what's happening from that but sending out the invoices I'm glad I don't have to do those things and uh, just having that team like I I enjoy I do enjoy working with a bigger team I enjoy that camaraderie Um, like I manage my teams about 40 people now that I am directly responsible for so you know started as an ads manager there and now I um yeah manage a team of 40 across the world and that's got its own challenges but I I love I love solving problems it's I'm a I'm a people pleaser by default which isn't necessarily a good thing and it's gotten me into lots of trouble (laughs) (laughs) committing to things that I shouldn't really commit to but then it also does give me that, like I get a real sense of achievement when someone comes to me with like a tough problem to solve, like, right, let's figure this out.
1: That's so cool. I'm so, I I think it's so great that you do enjoy working, you know, and like you said, it's kind of almost a little bit autonomous, a little bit sort of working on your own. It's not your own business, but it's virtual like many of us are these days, but you really enjoy it because I think there's such this, like when you're in this, entrepreneurial online space there seems to be this dialogue of like you have to work for your own set you know yourself you don't want a mm. job
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yep <laughs> and it's it's bonkers because it's like look like, there's i mean there's very there's not much difference between when i was working you know in dory and when we were in Dory, I mean, we were getting we were close by. So we were meeting up lots anyway. So that that was a bit different. Um, and I do have a tendency sometimes to never leave the house. We'll never leave the garden, which isn't healthy. Um, but yeah, I, I still I don't feel that I'm missing out on. Yeah. Talking to people like I'm I'm on too many calls. But, you know, like my Tuesday, which is U.S. Monday, you know, like I'm on five hours of calls starting at like five and four thirty in the morning. That's it. But you know, that's and that's I, I don't mind that. Like I like that it's fast paced. I'm talking to lots of people. I'm seeing lots of different problems and opportunities. And I've got a I mean you, you know I've got a pretty positive mindset. I mean that's one thing I would say that no matter I guess no matter where you where you work, whether you've got a a job or work for yourself, like Seeing things as opportunities, it's it's really easy, I think, as well to become jaded when you're you've doing something for a long time or when the, you're doing something that you don't like. But really, I've got a really strong mindset of like, all right, this isn't this isn't a problem or an issue, it's an opportunity for something to be done better. And I think that's what helps me stay excited about jumping on Zoom calls for hours each day.
1: Yes various times of the early morning sometimes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I start my working day at four most mornings, every morning. Like it's you a sleeping
1: you isn't it
0: <laughs> it is. Like that like that's really I uh, quite nice. Like I naturally now wake up at 3 30. I'm in my bed early, of course. Like most nights I'm I'm in my bed, maybe not sleeping by 7 30 and I, you know, read a book and then I'm off to sleep. But so um, my body's just got used to that. So yeah and then what, what I love about that is like you know by nine o'clock I'm like great I can you know go to the gym or go for a surf or do something for a couple of hours and you know and then I can pick up the kids at three in the afternoon and I'm done so it works really well you know some people are like oh my god how can you do that I'm like I'm really used to that I actually quite enjoy it I quite enjoy getting half at least half my day done before anybody else is awake
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely some benefits to that. And I think yeah. you're right. Like, I mean, yeah, it works really well with your lifestyle at the moment, which is mm. which is what it's all about, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Once the kids go to high school, that could be a different matter when there's <laughs> later night pickups <laughs> across that bridge when we come to when it. they're
1: coming home when you're starting your day or
0: something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully that's a little way off, but you never know. <laughs>
1: Well, I think one of the, you know, for me, one of the big benefits of having, you know, being in partnership with you was, yeah, just really that sounding board. It is something Mm. that you, you don't always get. Um, And someone who really knows your business. Yeah. I think that's probably a big difference between like a business partner versus like even a mentor can work really well, but they don't know Mm. your business. They're not like someone you can go, you do that part and I'll do this part. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah that is a really good point I think even just reflecting on those um annual reviews that we used to do like they were like they were they were great what we did we took like a full day and just reviewed it was that was a fizzle process wasn't it um Mm. that we followed um and then yeah did did there did the you know looked back retrospective mapped out the things that we wanted to get done for the for the next year and what we had on we even had a calendar and like and even that as you say like that been able to sound sound off each other during that process is completely different than when we because sometimes we would do it with um a million jewels like our masterminds mm. and you know they w- we would they would all look at each other's businesses but yeah they, it's and they would we would get great advice you know for for each other um with the four of us um you know just talking about it but it's not the same having someone who's deep in your business that you're working with as a partner um yeah
1: yeah, and I think, uh, you know, anyone who's listening to this, obviously you can do it if you're on your own, but if you are in a partnership, yeah, make the time, sit together,
0: work yeah. it out,
1: because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't actually decide to go somewhere.
0: <laughs> totally, yeah. And I think as well, even just, you know, seeing there about, you know, that the mastermind, like even... I, if you're working on your own, I think, you know, people get the value of like being in a mastermind so they can talk to other people about their business. But even in a partnership, I think it's pretty important. Like, you know, so the four of us were, were how long did we, we were in like a couple of years we were masterminding once a week, yeah, would catch yeah. up. And yeah, even though, even though there, there was me and you and, and then them both individually with their businesses, I think that still worked really well uh, to get good feedback. Uh, And you know, for them to have an insight into what our business was.
1: Yes, definitely. Mm. And in all the online classes and courses and programs and masterminds that you've been part of, because I know you've purchased a few over the years. oh yes. What do you think is was the best, or has been the best?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. I was telling somebody this a little while ago, and I'm thinking, what one did I say was the best? I did. I think B-School was amazing in terms of the community that we met through that, the connection. So for community, B-School, hands down. Uh, I mean, the content was amazing as well. Lots of great content, but it was really the community there. I did um, Building a Second Brain last year from Tiago Forte. And I would say that was amazing as well. Uh, Just it was incredibly well structured, which you would imagine from a course that's called building a second brain. (laughs) Uh, And there was a good community with that as well. Really good, you know, more online, not local, like we had with B-School. But yeah, that was a lot of really, really great principles that I still, you know, I still use and still refer back to.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thanks. I, I've forgotten you told. I think you probably had told me about that one, but I'll yes, I have to look it up. That's a good Um one. And it was actually two years ago that we ran a special workshop, which I kind of can't believe it was two years ago. Two but it years. Was, it oh, was. That was, was
0: that for pre Black Friday?
1: Yeah, it was sort yeah. of our trends for. We talked about Facebook ads and marketing trends for twenty twenty. Wow. So I thought, you know, two years on. Do you have any trend predictions for 2022 Oof. as we move into the new year?
0: Great question. Uh, well, I'd say obviously, I think the world is coming out of COVID. I mean, COVID still here. The
1: world is coming to an end. So. Yeah, the
0: world's <laughs> cut down. Spend all your money on
1: Facebook ads right now, everyone. The world's to an end.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, no with you know, I think the world. It's that. We're all coming out of into the light again. Well, meet, I think the, the rest of the world has. It's just been Australia's been stuck behind. But like I think obviously <laughs> like we're okay, coming out. Okay. <laughs> we're coming out. And you know, I think it's I mean, it's had a profound impact on digital marketing in particular, COVID. You know, like last year was bonkers. It, amazing for so many people because people were stuck at home and they were they were online. This year has been crazy the other way i think with ios 14 the changes how that's affected digital marketing um i i anticipate a bit more stabilization next year um just in the like in the kind of macro level in terms of what's happening outside of uh outside of of our control all those things that like covid and and things like that that are happening that we can't control and then just people wanting to kind of get back to normal I feel like I think everybody thought 2021 would be better than 2020 I'd say for most people it was weirder and worse and I think people are just they're ready to kind of get back into whatever the new normal looks like and so less if you're running Facebook ads less visibility in Facebook ads less visibility overall thinking more um thinking more about your business like what are you really offering to people really getting clear on what you the the v- value and the benefit that you're giving to people uh because I think something else that we've seen this year is um that businesses that didn't have a strong offer are just fallen by the wayside when they weren't really clear on what they're selling to people uh People are you know, I think this, the time at home that people have been spending, they've got savvier around what's what's happened uh, you know, in the Facebook feed and the Instagram feed and TikTok, things like that. Um, creating great content for your business and having a great offer and being really clear on what that that benefit is in that offer. That's the trends for next year. <laughs> Not much for
1: every year. Um no, I think that's great. I think that is. And I think it's sort of that like it really is becoming that like I don't want to say omnipresent but that Mm. sort of constant reminders and creating connections with people yeah I see that as a big one it really is so much more about personality yeah and be not sounding like everyone else so that people can differentiate you between the millions of other people who do similar things
0: yeah that's right because you know that's the other thing you know that like people were buying more online last year and then more people were transitioning to selling online last year so you know there's just there's more competition out there if you know if you're even if you're not running advertising and if you have an online presence which you know I'd say most of your listeners do uh most that you have you have to be able to stand out you have to and it's about the offer like what are you offering to people that is different Mm. to someone else and is you know why are they going to buy from you it's the age-old marketing question and I I think what we've we've seen definitely this year is you know that the businesses that didn't have a strong offer like just nothing would work for them anymore in terms of Facebook ads they just couldn't get things to work because people were a lot savvier around where they were making their purchases
1: yeah yeah so good well, and what do you do for fun when you're not sitting behind a computer thinking about Facebook ad trends for 2022?
0: Nothing. This is my fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got back into surfing in September. Um, yes, so, every you know, day. And every she was going day. out in
1: some crazy conditions. She's like, crazy. do you want to go surfing? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> but we definitely had some good surfs.
0: We did. Yeah. And more to come. Um, I've been going to the pump track in Suffolk Park on my skates. That's, that's been so good. much fun. Yeah. And just getting, yeah, get going out for walks. I'm actually, that's one thing, I, like, I would go to the gym or I would do, you know, some workouts at home. But then I wasn't, like, walking anywhere. And I actually, I really enjoy walking. I don't, you know, necessarily, enjoy. oh, let's just go for a walk for the sake. But I like to walk. Um, I, I, I like just to wander around. And so I'm doing that more.
1: Nice. Well, you live in such a great place. I mean, you live like two blocks from the beach.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Walking should be your friend. Well, thank you so much for being here, Ange. Um. I guess if people want to connect with you online, where can they find you?
0: They can find on Twitter. I don't tweet much. We but, are uh, still
1: on Twitter. Yeah, go find I Ange am. on Twitter.
0: Yeah. If you if you ping me on Twitter, I will I will reply. Um, I do keep meaning to start tweeting more, but just, I'm like, oh do I need to and uh, on Instagram I'm on Instagram I think I'm Angela.podsford on Instagram and I'm dotty media on Twitter
1: are no, you still dotty media I it? am
0: I've left it I haven't changed it
1: there you go yeah uh, awesome well thank you so much for being here I have very much enjoyed this and uh, yeah I'll uh, see you in the surf soon and
0: definitely see for a surf or a skate soon
1: so there you have it Angela and I having a good old-fashioned chin wag about the power of partnerships, what it's like to be in one, and also some predictions for 2022. Now, Angela did allude to the fact that we may be working together again in the future. So if you are interested in that, just hit one of us up. Tell us that you'd love to find out more and maybe we'll start to put together a very exciting, I'm thinking some sort of like weekend retreat is sort of getting me... Hmm. Anyway, I would love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode, if you're going to make any changes to your offers after hearing it, or if you just enjoyed listening to two friends, having a good chat. So as always, hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Miranda Ivy media. I would love to hear from you and wishing you an absolutely fabulous week. See you next time. Hey there! I so hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Fabulous Marketing. I made it with you in mind. I was thinking about you while I recorded it. So I'd love to know what you thought of it. Come on over, find me on Instagram, and send me a message. I'm at Miranda Ivy Media. And if you'd love for some practical, and also quite easy ways to show up as the fabulous expert that you are, then sign up to my free seven-day expert visibility challenge. You just need to head on over to mirandaivy.com forward slash expert. And then I'm going to send you a whole bunch of daily prompts to start sharing your fabulous self with the world. Until next time, stay fabulous.